Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Usually, the amusement park itself is the attraction, right? But a generation ago in Detroit, it was all about how you got there and back. For me, being from the city, I didn't have a boat. That was an event. It was to be able to get onto a big ship (laughs) and go on a cruise. Pablo Island is one of the Motor City's most treasured memories. But did people love the boats even more? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. There are a million stories that could be told about Pablo Island, many of them great, some very painful. From 1898 until 1993, the Pablo Island Amusement Park was a gem of the city of Detroit. For my family, we didn't have a lot of money, so it really was an occasion. It was an event. I was with my great-grandmother who took care of me quite a bit while my mom was at work or at school. When we planned on going, we knew we were going weeks ahead of time. Money had been saved. Lunches had been packed. We were hoping that we would stay all day. Before sitting down here, I just went and looked at a few pictures to reminisce and and re-remind myself of some of it. And I saw a picture of the gangplank, you know, was forced to embark onto the boat. To get on the boat was exciting. I mean, we were like cattle all feeding into this one thing. I think there were maybe two gangplanks to get down there. But that was an event. There was music going. They were greeting you. I remember seeing the crew wear little sailor caps with Bablo on it. And I always want one. But then as I got older, I'm like, oh, that kind of looks silly. But <laughs> that was their uniform. And it, was, it was fun. That is my colleague Terrence Vales. I never had the Bablo experience. While the park closed in 1993, the boat service stopped in 1991. I was six. The boats, though, there's a mysticism about the boats. They seem to resonate as much as the park itself, if not even more. Here is filmmaker Aaron Schillinger. I was living in New York City doing videos for nonprofit companies, and this nonprofit reached out to me, and they were like, hey, we want to do a fundraising video because we're restoring our old steamboat. And I was like, okay. I went out to Toledo and saw this massive rusting boat in dry dock where they were repairing the bottom of the hull. And uh, my first thought was like, why don't you guys just build a new boat? Because this one's falling apart. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. You have to like talk to some people in Detroit. And so started asking people about this steamship SS Columbia. And they're like, oh, you mean the Bablo boat? So I found out that this boat used to take people to an island amusement park. And I was like, well, that's fascinating because Coney Island is one of my favorite places on earth. And then I met a psychic who could speak to the boat. She could actually hear the boat talk to her, and she could send messages back. That took quite a turn there at the end, didn't it? That turn, it led Aaron to begin working on Pablo Boats, a Detroit fairy tale, a documentary that debuts on September 15th. So you got to tell me about the psychic. I mean, I've never heard of boat, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of a boat talking. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is probably not the only instance where someone has a relationship with an inanimate object. But this felt really special to me because boats are always referred to as she. And so when I met Gloria Davis, I was a little skeptical 
But she really just charmed me because she grew up loving this boat. And she had, as people will find when they watch the documentary, she had a, a brain injury. And once they did the operation, she started picking up on people's thoughts and feelings. And so she became a psychic and a numerologist. And one day she just heard this low, deep voice. And she was able to figure out that she was hearing the voice of the beloved steamship who at this point was already decommissioned. There were two Bablo boats, the SS Columbia and the SS St. Clair. We decided to tell the story from the perspective of SS Columbia herself, because that's the way that Gloria perceived the boat as the boat talking. The films narrated by Martha Reeves. How did you land on, on Martha Reeves? If you said we're going to use a soulful voice to bring something to life, I mean, she would be on the list. How did that connection come together? I was just organically connected to Martha. I'm so glad that I was because now I can't imagine working with anybody else to portray this Detroit legend because she is a Motown legend herself. You know, she was a little hesitant to be a boat, but she's just such a natural in a, a recording booth. And so once she kind of started reciting my voiceover lines I was writing, you know, she was like, this is a little weird, but she got into it and started having fun with it. And I was able to really see her at her best in that booth. Maybe this is all a generational thing. Remember, I never went to Bablo, but there's something I just can't put my finger on. It's very rare when you talk about an amusement park and the journey to the park is as much fun. What was it about the boat? Why was the boat so cool? For me, being from the city, we weren't boaters. I didn't have a boat. That was an event. It was to be able to get onto a big, for me, ship <laughs> and go on a cruise. The fact that there were several decks. I mean, if you got on a big boat, you definitely had, I think, three decks to work with. And the small boat had two. You wanted the big boat. And sometimes you didn't have a choice, depending on how full it was. So you want to get there early, back at the gangplank. But just exploring you pretty much had full reign of the ship. And to be able to go up to the captain's bridge, to watch him steer the boat and ask him to pull the horn and, and, and get the whistle going, every now and then they do it in such a loud, brrrr. you just felt the power of that ship. Listening to Terrence, the party started when you boarded the ship and did not end until you were back on the mainland. You were already in full party mode when you arrived at the amusement park. We posted this question on WWJ's Facebook page to ask people to share their memories. And the dancing thing, to me, has been just an observation. There seemed to be like an organized dance element of the boat. I mean, one woman said all she could remember was dancing night away with her grandmother on the way back. Like, that, to me, is so interesting. Yeah, for sure. On the way there, it was definitely setting a tone. And I don't remember a lot of people dancing the way they did on the way back. And that was an event whether there was a DJ or not, and I got to think that there was because there was someone who was promoting the different hustles we were doing. Okay, you know, we're, we're going to play Stevie now, and, you know, we just keep going. We'd start it over again. <laughs> but uh, no, those were organized oftentimes by the crew. These days, both of the Bablo boats are historical artifacts, but it was never about the boat. It was about the 36-mile round trip. Here's Aaron one more time. They are the two oldest surviving passenger excursion steamships in America. They're older than the Titanic, so they deserve to be famous just for that because they survived. 
they had a dedicated run for over 85 years, which is kind of unique as far as boats go. But I don't think people remember them for these kind of like boat nerd reasons. I think people remember these boats because they were a unique experience. They didn't have lockdown seats on the bobble boat. They were folding chairs. And the reason why I mention it is because you could move those chairs around into different groups. And so you were constantly meeting new people on the boat. It's not like ferries nowadays where the seats are all lined up, which prevents you from like meeting new people. Gathering spaces are important for communities. You don't need me to tell you that. Think about parks or community centers or churches or perhaps two big-ass steamships. Can you describe the communal element? You're not sitting by yourself. You're sitting with people that you don't know. You're at this party, but you only know like three people. But there's a thousand people on the boat. What was that like? As a parent, I know it was a different time in that you didn't worry about your kid, you know, walking off and someone grabbing them in the same way that you might today. Obviously, I was able to roam the boat. And Detroit being what it is, you still had maybe some division in, in some areas, but you would usually find that group of people who just didn't care, who just wanted to have fun. And yes, we get together. We didn't even know each other's name, <laughs> you know, and maybe someone didn't know how to dance a certain dance. You know, people would come up and say, I'll teach you. Come on up here. Hey, it's a party. You could bring your own beverages onto the boat. I don't think they allowed alcoholic officially, but someone may have something to share, whether it be water or, or pop or something, you know, a little stronger. I'm not a big fan of broad, one-size-fits-all quotes, but maybe Ralph Waldo Emerson was right when he said, it's not the destination, it's the journey. We could probably all use a Boblo boat ride right about now. Big thanks to both Aaron Schillinger and Terrence Vales for their contributions. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. If you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J, we want to hear them. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.